Hello and welcome to this episode of Keep It Positive, sweetie. This edition is Positivity, where you ask the questions and I provide the answer and a little tea. <laughs> hmm. So let's get into it, shall we? So our first question is, how do you feel knowing that people travel and come to church hoping that they will meet you and that some people have even followed you after church? I'm going to say this. I do not feel like church is the place um, for anybody to be coming to see anybody except for God. That's the only person you need to be coming to see when you come to the church house. And I feel like in a way it's playing with God. Like I don't play it. That's, that's my sacred time with him, you know? And um, people don't understand like when, when people do stuff like that, especially um, to people in my situation, it can make people not want to come to church. I know a lot of celebrities that don't come because of those very reasons. They don't feel safe. And, um, I did hear about that. I heard that somebody followed me after church and it was very disturbing. Um, and I don't want anybody, I want people to come because they see a light on me and they, they want to be fed where I'm being fed. Um, Eva, Marcel and I had an episode together and she'd asked me, I want to come to church with you. I was like, absolutely. But what made you ask me to come to church? And she was like, you just got a light on you and I wanted to be fed where you were being fed. That's what I want. Like, I don't want to hide where I'm going to church because I want to bring as many people as I can to God. But I don't want people coming just so they can meet me. And um, that is such a vulnerable space when I'm in church. Um, I'm at one with God. I'm trying to draw closer to him. And I've had people come up to me asking me questions, wanting to take pictures, um, telling me how much the podcast means to them. And sometimes you don't know what a person's going through spiritually. And even when I'm leaving church, sometimes hours after church, I'm still encountering God. And sometimes that's an interruption of that moment. And I, and I say this because I appreciate every single one of you that watch me, that support me, that watch this podcast, that watch anything that I do. When I say with my whole heart, I love you guys so much. And I know that none of this would be possible without your love and support. Um, and I don't take that for granted. But at the same time, um, I don't take my walk with God lightly. And when I'm in that vulnerable space and sub submitting myself to him and trying to really hear his word and what he says to me from whatever Pastor Darius Daniels is preaching, I'm, I'm, I'm literally like, right there with God and I've had I've been in tears you witnessed this literally in tears like having a whole moment it's like church is just it was amazing it's every, every Sunday is amazing but this day I was having an encounter um, with God and a girl came up to Denora and was like what she said like is that Crystal or can I no, tell her she just, she just went up to you like turned around because I was covering you you were covering me I was praying over you yes and, like, Yes. And and you are like we're about to go to our seat. Yes. And like she just stops you and it's like, oh my God, can I get a hug? And I'm yeah. like it was like a hey girl and I'm like Yeah. You see, um it like it's read the room. Like it's some moments where I just don't feel like people read the room and I just wanna say like when it comes to church, I do not play about that. I don't play about my relationship, I don't play about my my where I'm trying to get with God and I'm really on this journey y'all where I am fragile I'm vulnerable God is breaking down walls in me and when that is happening I just feel like there's a, a boundary that needs to be kept you know what I'm saying and um it's scary you know like now I had to literally like think okay should I do I need to leave church early do I need to drive a different car now I'm like thinking of like security things when I just want to go to church, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like thinking about, okay, when, if I go to brunch, I want to, it's a, there's a, a black owned brunch spot that's like right down the street that I love to go to. And I like to support people, you know, but now I had to think, okay, if I post where I am, then they're going to start coming here, you know? And, um, 
it's just crazy. So that even goes back to somebody asking you, asking me, um, is it different when I go out in public now? Um, when they said that people were coming to church just to see me and hoping to, that they would sit out in the parking lot and if I posted that I was in church, then they would come in hoping to get a picture with me. Don't do that. Don't. And, and even like asking people to take pictures in church. I just don't feel like that's the place for that. It's just not the place. I think that like people, there's, it's like this, to your point, like we love and appreciate yes. that you love and appreciate you, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right? And that you mean so much. And that to your point, the platform, this, what this podcast means, that yes. the platform lives. Yes. But there has to be sort of like a respect for what church is in general. Mm -hmm. Yes. A moment where God could, like, could you imagine Crystal mm. being in the midst of receiving revelation mm -hmm. and and being poured into and getting a word from God and getting the the spiritual hug that she needed from her father, mm -hmm. and you come up and you're like, can I get a picture? It's crazy. Like you just have to. I think that there's a part of you in your faith that you have to allow to believe mm -hmm. that God will create an opportunity, an appropriate opportunity mm -hmm. for you guys to meet. Yeah. Like, trust me, we're going to do a live show soon. We are. That is in the works, and meet and greets will absolutely happen. Mm -hmm. That is the appropriate Yes. And we're even if you see me out, like, I love, yeah. and, and I, y'all, I'm the type of person, this is how I know it's, I just don't play about God. You can see me anywhere else. You can tell me, oh my God, my mama loves you. I'm like, call her. Yeah. I'm that type of person. I'm like, call her. And then your mama answered the phone. <laughs> I get my wig on. Like I've literally had people call their mom. I do it all the time um, because they, they're such a fan of like, my mom just loves you or can I get a picture? I don't, anywhere else, I'm going to give it to you because I appreciate you guys so much. Just have respect for the house of the Lord because in that space, it is not about Crystal. Yeah. It is about God. And I don't, I don't want it to even be about me. Don't like if you come, it's because you want to. I want to see where she's getting fed. I actually love the way Pastor Darius Daniels preaches to me. I love how I feel when I walk into Change Church. That's what I want you to come for, not in hopes to see or meet me. And um, I hope this is received in the right way because if you see me anywhere else, I by all means please come up. But when I'm at church, just respect that that is a moment where I am really actively pursuing God yeah. you know what I'm saying yes, yes. like getting up and driving to church is me saying God I'm gonna get up I can easily watch it from home and I have to worry about none of that yeah. but it's not the same, same. forsaking the assembly I got to get into the house Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you are coming to the house of the Lord because you want Chris to meet Crystal, you have made Crystal your idol. Mm, and don't do that, child. And what does that? What does God say about that? Mm -mm. Have no other idols before me. Do not do that. He, I'm a jealous God. He don't play about that. Yeah. And I ain't. The, I'm gonna look you dead. Which one's closer? This one. <laughs> do, do not idolize me. Mm -mm. You can look up to me. You can be inspired by me, yeah. but do not idolize me. Yeah. I'm telling you right now, don't do that because I'm human. I might let you down, but he won't. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to say that. Do not do that. Mm -mm. Respect my space. Respect my space. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I went to fire night and I'm up there with everybody. 
I didn't know who I was next to. So I'm high-fiving people, looking them in the eye. Talk to your neighbor. Like, I'm going to do that. You know what I'm saying? I'm not where I'm like, I'm not going to touch. Don't touch. I'm not that girl. Like, I'm going to engage with people. But it's the right space yeah. and the right time. And that's also the humanity that we love about you, right? Mm -hmm. That, like, this is your moment where you're not Crystal from mm -hmm. I Got to Do My Own Show, mm -mm. right? You're not Crystal who has this significant platform with kids. You're not Crystal who you see on your favorite television shows doing an interview. Mm -hmm. I'm Crystal. Just God's baby. Crystal. I'm just God's child. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the same way that you have come to be fed, mm -hmm. I just want to be fed. That's it. Oof. Mm. How often do people talk about, like, oh, celebrities, they act so stuck up. Mm -hmm. They don't act normal. They don't do this. They don't. I'm showing up. Yeah. As me. Literally as me. Yeah. Wanting to walk out brand new. Yes. Dying daily, trying to get ready for the next week. Like, come on now. That was good. Because yeah. you're making Crystal your idol. Yeah. That's scary. That is scary. That's scary. Mm -hmm. That's scary. Mm. My goodness. Could you imagine? Uh, you, go, you wake up with the intention of going to the house of God mm -hmm. to meet someone on heaven. Yeah. Mm -mm. No. That's crazy. Yeah. She likes the way I'm going to go talk healthy. Maybe when I run into her, that's different. But the house of God? And then follow me from the house of God to lunch. <laughs> that is Raven Simone. Mean. That's, that's scary. Yeah. That's scary. So I'm grateful for um, my church buddies, Marquise and Rayonda. Keys, keys high on me and um, just make sure I feel safe. They saw me running out of church one Sunday and they were like, girl, you jetted out of here. And I was like, because it's uncomfortable. It's really uncomfortable. Like, I want to just stay in this space. And knowing, like, somebody is running up from the back to try to get to me, it's, it's scary. Yeah. I know. <laughs> you do not. But I really be thinking that, like, I'm mm -hmm. But inside you are. I, yeah, so you might be able to do some damage like a 6'5". Period. Yeah. The real New York. Yeah, the real New York. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, let's get to the next question. I'll be 28 on 12-1. Dating has been terrible. I'm at a point where I want to give up. Need advice. Child, you're 28. Listen, I think I was 26 when I thought it was all over and I had given up on love, but you have so much more living to do. So don't get caught up on the dating world. It's hard. And the older you get, it's going to get even harder. So I would say focus on yourself right now. Love is going to come. The right guy is going to come. I think the more that you put attention on finding the right guy and being in a relationship, the harder it's going to be to find it. So just focus on the things that you love, your passions and things that make you happy and the right man will come along. Okay. When Crystal isn't feeling her best, what is your go-to gospel song? Huge fan. Right now, my favorite gospel song is Corinne Hawthorne's Look at God. I literally play this song at least once a day. My brother and I did a car chronicles on this song because I just love it so much. It reminds me of God's faithfulness. It reminds me um, that he has never left me alone. And every time I turn around, as the song says, there's more blessings and look at God. So that would definitely be my favorite song right now. Um, what did you study in college? I um, studied mass communications with an emphasis in public relations and a minor in sociology. Um, let's see. How do you feel about dating someone younger than you and he's already mature. Child. I must say, for the past five years, I've dated younger than me. I don't know, it's just something about a mature, younger guy keeps me youthful. Um, so I definitely am not against it. But what I have found is that eventually their age catches up to you. So you'll start to realize they may be mature in certain areas, but they're not mature in all areas. 
Is there anything you would tell your younger self to be more patient with? Good question. Um, I think I would tell my younger self, don't rush trying to get where you feel like you want to go. Enjoy the moment. Be present. I think I missed out on so many moments because I was in such a rush to get to my dreams or to um, get married or find the right guy. I had all these different ideas of where I wanted to be that I wasn't being present. So that's one thing I would definitely tell my younger self and to be patient with yourself. How does your days out differ now that more people recognize who you are? Oh my goodness, y'all. So it took me a minute to realize that I was famous and that people recognized me. Um, my manager, Denora, I'll tell her, hey, I'm about to run into the store because she's like, you're not going in there by yourself. And I'm like, why not? Like, nobody's going to bother me. And then we get in the store and it's like, people are like pe peeking behind shelves. Like, can we get a picture with you? <laughs> so um, it definitely is awkward at times um, because I forget. I think I'm just crystal, you know. I've lived my whole life moving the way I move and to have to start making adjustments um, is definitely different. Um, what is your favorite color in food? My favorite color is black. Y'all make so much fun of me because I wear black all the time. I love um, the color black because it goes with everything. And my favorite food would have to be Italian food. I love Italian food. I'm not a big leftovers person, but I will eat Italian food leftovers. It's always good the second day. How many tattoos do you have? So I have this angel tattoo right here. Um, it is actually a cover up. It was my first tattoo. I had gotten my mother's name, um, Helen, um, in my handwriting tattooed on my wrist and I jumped because it hurt so bad. This is a very tender area to get a tattoo. Um, so I ended up getting it covered up with angel wings and a halo. Um, I lost my mother at the age of two. So this is something that I look at daily and remember her. Um, so that's one. I have music notes behind my ear. I have um, love on my middle finger. This was um, initially inspired by Rihanna when she had the love tattoo. And it means um, peace and love or F love, just depending on the day. Um, just being honest. Um, <laughs> and then I have um, carpe diem in Arabic on my um, side. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gym, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. When you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulders, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Um, I have tattoos. I think like six or seven tattoos. In total, um, let's see. Do you want children? If so, have you considered freezing your eggs? So I have a friend that like literally hits me every birthday and reminds me that I'm getting old and that I need to freeze my eggs. I'm like, girl, if you don't leave me alone, I'll do it when I feel like doing it. Um, I used to put so much pressure on myself about having children because I felt like I was getting older. Society like literally pushes it down your throat that you're getting older and the older you get, you're not gonna be able to have children. So for a long time, I did put a lot of pressure on myself. Um, I have not gotten my eggs frozen yet. Um, it is something I think about, but I also um, want to keep hope that if it's in the cars me, God will let it happen naturally. So at this point in my life, I'm not um, focused on it. I'm not, it's not something I'm like, oh, I wanna have kids and that I'm in a hurry to do, but the thought has crossed my mind to freeze my eggs. How do, did you deal with body dysmorphia? I'm struggling to love and accept myself for me. Mm. Um, this is good. I 
struggle with it. And it was mainly because of this phone. Really, it was mainly because of this phone that I had body dysmorphia because I was getting on Instagram every day and seeing all these girls with the perfect body that wasn't real. But you couldn't tell me that. I didn't know. At that point, I didn't know that there was apps that you could like contour your body and make you look perfect until you start seeing people in real life and be like, oh, you don't look anything like you do in your pictures. Um, and then that's when I realized this wasn't a real thing. And a lot of times body dysmorphia comes from comparison or for me, at least that's what it was. I was comparing myself to other women for what I thought men wanted and looking at myself thinking, well, I don't look like these girls. And you start to feel bad about yourself. What I would do is look at yourself every morning and say that I'm beautiful the way I am. And I love myself the way God made me. Now, there are things that you could do, you know, to look better by working out or um, eating a healthier diet. You know, there's things that you could do to make your body look the best that it can look, but never feel like your body isn't good enough the way God created. Because everybody, if everybody looked the same, then it'd be a very boring world. You're perfect the way you are. And we're back on Dealing Together, where we help good people who fell for bad deals. First caller? I had to buy three identical sweaters to get the fourth free. Ooh, you got fleeced. Next caller, what's your deal? I paid for 20 tanning sessions, but had to use them in a month. Now I'm orange. Ooh, you got burned. Next caller. I traded in my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24+. Plus. Hmm, how's that bad? I got to choose from their best plans. So what went wrong? Nothing went wrong. And you're calling to... To request a song? You want a song. Of course. The choice is yours. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. How do you chase dreams if you have very, very low self-esteem? What steps or advice would you give? This is a really good question. Honestly, you can't. I feel like until you have the confidence to know that you can do what you set your mind to, you won't be able to set, set out and do it. So you have to work on yourself first. Do the self-work and then figure out what it is that you want to work towards. And once you build that confidence up to know that, hey, this is what I want to do and I can do it, you're going to be fine. Is it normal to feel nervous about starting therapy? I'm on an emotional roller coaster. Ma'am, yes. I'm telling you right now, I started therapy last year and it didn't work out for me. I was like, this isn't for me. Um, and one, because I was scared to open up. I wasn't being honest with the therapist because I really didn't feel that um, trust with her. It wasn't until this year that I found someone that I can completely let my guard down with and just be honest with. And that's when I started to get help. So I would say the first thing you need to do is find somebody that you trust, talk to, you try, I mean, you can date therapists, not date them, but like you can literally like see, okay, who fits me? Like, who do I connect the most with? Find that person and then stick with that person because if you don't have that connection with them, you're never gonna grow the way you need to, at least to the maximum potential that you have to grow. I want to know what helps you with your walk with God and reading the Bible. Um, honestly, the thing that helps me with my walk with God is knowing and experiencing the mercy of God and his grace. I have done things that I've been ashamed of, um, things that I've been guilty of and carry that guilt and shame. And to see how God continues to show his love just draws me closer to him. And um, as far as reading the Bible, I had talked about this um, on my one of my stories um, that Country Wayne, when I did an episode with him, he had talked about how he had read the Bible um, seven times and he was on his eighth trip um, through the Bible. And I was like, oh my goodness, I haven't made it through it one time. So I was going through a really dark season. And I think sometimes in those seasons is when God really tugs at you. And I had just had this conversation and I was like, you know what? I want to read the Bible. I don't want to just talk to God. I don't want to just walk with him. I really want to know and live his word. Um, so that's what inspired me. And the thing that keeps me going is his grace and mercy. Hey, my Libra sis, tell me what you use on your skin. It's always glowing. Ooh. 
Oh, thank you, Miss Robinson. Well, I um, I use Kiehl's um, facial wash. Um, I use this um, serum by Lancome at nighttime and in the daytime. I'm telling you, I'm gonna post about it because it literally has like changed my skin. It is so good. It has hyaluronic acid in it. Game changer. Um, I use Tatcha's Rice Polish, which is a really light um, exfoliant that I love to use, um, which helps give you the glow that you want. And I use Sunday Riley CEO Glow. So those be like my top things. And moisturize, moisturize, moisturize. I use Kiehl's Ultra Facial Moisturizer. I just want to check in on you. How have you been coping recently? I love you. Oh, you know what? Only a few people ask me how I am doing. And I appreciate that. Thank you so much, Mercy Lee. You know, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. And I am taking things one day at a time. Um, letting God take the lead, just following him and letting him order my steps, learning to let go of being in control of everything. I'm in a season where I'm not in control, so I have no no um, choice but to let God take the lead in this season. So that's how I'm doing. I'm doing good though. Thank you for asking. How do you deal with negative vibes from close friends? We don't do bad vibes over here. That's it's a non-negotiable, but no, I, I don't deal with it. Um, for me, if I'm feeling some negativity coming on, I do like to ask people, hey, what's going on? I'm, I'm sensing this, how are you feeling? Because I'm big on energy. So I can, I clock it immediately when something's not right with people that I, especially people I care about. So if you're my friend, I'm already gonna be in tune with you and how you normally are. So I'm gonna ask you first, but if it's something that continues to happen and you can't shake it, then I may start to put some distance between us until you can figure that out on your own. Um, because life is too short, you know, and everybody's going through something, but your mindset and maintaining a positive attitude is what's gonna help push you through. So yeah, no bad vibes over here. Hi, Chris, I'm moving for the first time by myself out of state. What advice would you give me? Mm, this is good because I did this um, when I graduated college. I left Martin, Tennessee. I went to Washington, D.C., which is a huge move. Um, night and day from where I'm from. Like, literally, we speak and we wave at people when we pass them in the car. Like, we can literally be driving down the road and you wave at people. We walk past them, we speak. You get to D.C. and I'm like, you would have thought I had horns growing out of my head because I spoke to somebody. So it was a big adjustment. So what I would say is when you move, learn to learn your environment. You know, that's the first thing I would say. Um, keep your head on a swivel. I'm not sure where you're moving from and where you're moving to, but um, know your surroundings, um, find a good community, find a good church home. And I would say to make sure that wherever you go, that you have a good foundation and stay in touch with your family. For me, it was always going back home and keeping my roots in, intact and making sure that I didn't forget where I came from. So that would be the advice that I would give you. And best of luck. How do you balance pouring into people without draining your cup dry? This is good. You know what? I honestly feel like there was a point in my life where I felt like my cup was being dried because I was looking for um, reciprocation from the people that I was pouring into. But once I realized that it's not always about who you're pouring into, you're gonna, it's gonna come back. It always comes back. When you put out good and do good for others, it's gonna come back. Um, but sometimes you can think your cup is running dry and you're running low because of the people that you're pouring into, you're not seeing that giving back to you. So. I'm not sure if that's your situation, but I would say that um, continue to give out of the goodness of your heart. Um, if you do feel like people are taking advantage of you, then you have to be cognizant of that. But I would continue to give and know that it's always going to come back to you and your cup will always be full and it'll always flow over. Do you have a favorite book of the Bible? If so, which one is it and why exactly that book? 
I was just telling Denora this. I love the book of James. Um, it gives so many life lessons, especially when you're going through trials and tribulations. It's such a good book to go to. Um, I went to this church. I was going to Passion City. I was going to Passion City at the time. And um, Pastor Louis Giglio had us do a whole study. The whole church had to literally study the book of James. And um, we broke it down. And it was such a life-changing month for us. Um, but I would have to say the book of James. Why is your faith walk with Christ so important to you, especially with many not willing to acknowledge God publicly? Great question, um, Crystal Tesh. Um, good question. You know what? For me, like you said, people are not willing to acknowledge him publicly. For me, um, especially in my industry, a lot of people don't acknowledge him. You know, behind closed doors, they have faith and they have a religion and um they believe in whatever they believe in, but they don't talk about it publicly. For me, God has been too good for me not to talk about it. You know, like I just, I'm telling you like where I come from and just to look around and see everything that God is doing in my life and the people that I'm close to in their lives. Who am I not to give him the praise? Who am I not to talk about him? This is like the best thing that's ever happened to me. When you're in a relationship and you meet somebody, what's the first thing you're gonna do? You're gonna be telling everybody, right? Exactly. You meet this fine man, like you want to tell everybody you can see, the people you don't even know, girl, I met this guy and I really think he the one. Why wouldn't I do that about the God who's been cons the most consistent person in my life? So that's why I think it's important. Um, I don't know why people shy away from it, but I definitely am not the one to do that. I'm going to let you know. Book recommendations. Um, one of my favorite books is The Alchemist. Um, I'd be remiss if I didn't say um, Activate Your Greatness by my friend Alex Toussaint. Um, what's another book? I love Will by Will Smith. That was a great book. Um, I love reading books that tell stories about people who I admire um, just to learn what they went through to get to where they are today. Um, the Four Agreements was a good book, and um, Five Love Languages. That was a good one because especially when you're in relationships or trying to find love, it's important to know how to love your partner. And sometimes that doesn't look like the type of love that you want. So that was a really good book as well. How do you find the time for yourself when everybody is always needing you for something? Good question. You know what? I think it's important to carve out time for yourself because you can get burnt out really quick if all you're doing is making sure everybody else is good. You have to make sure you're good as well. Um, for me, I go to the gym, I work out, that's my time. I put my headphones on, I listen to my music, and I don't even want to be interrupted. Like It really bothers me when people come up to me in the gym and you see I got my headphones on, but you want to have a conversation. Like, this is my time. It's, it's a part of my therapy as well, outside of my actual therapy sessions with my therapist. Um, I love hot yoga. Um, that's another way for me to disconnect because you can't have phones in there. And for that hour, I know that I can just focus on Crystal and my well-being. Um, in the morning, I take time. I pray. I read my Bible. I meditate. I journal. These are all things that I can, that you as well can do um, to make time for yourself. So you can't pour from an empty cup. So you gotta um, definitely pour into yourself. <laughs> One day, can we get an album for you? Guys, um, everybody keeps asking me this. I love music. I love to sing. I'm singing all day. Like anybody who's around me, I'm gonna be singing, um, but I, when I moved to Atlanta, I was pursuing music and I feel like I'm finally living out my true passion in acting and I love music. I would love to do musicals. I would love to do Broadway maybe one day, but I don't want to like actually do an album. I thought about it. Even in the strike, I was like, maybe I should put out a little EP or something. And um, I was like, I don't know. You know, I just, I've had people call me and ask me, let's do some work. But it has to really be the right moment. It has to be with people that I'm inspired by. It has to be good energy. So I'm not going to say never, but it would have to be on my terms. And it would definitely be like an independent route. I would want to have full control of it and have fun with it. Because sometimes when you get under these big labels, you, you lose the creativity. And then it's not fun anymore. So 
I'll never say never, but not today. <laughs> we'll see. If you could redo any moment of your healing journey, what would it be? Hmm. That's a good question. Hmm. I guess it would be when I first started therapy. If I could redo that part and maybe not redo it because now I'm with the right therapist, but I would have been more honest because I was not honest with her. Like there was so many things that I was not willing to share because I just didn't feel comfortable sharing it. Um, but I do feel like if I had to change anything, I would have tried to be more honest in that moment to possibly get further in my healing process. What's your go-to strategy for fighting self-doubt? It's been a major block in my productivity. Uh, you know what? Um, I did a movie um, where I played the first lady and I sang, can't talk about it, but you know what I'm talking about. And um, there were so many amazing singers in this film. And I was recording with the um, CEO of the Recording Academy, um, Grammy-winning producers, and I don't feel like I'm the best singer in the room. You know, I know I can sing, but like you put me up against some other people and I'm like, mm, I can't do what they can do. And I remember walking into the studio really kind of doubting myself and just like, Lord, just help me, let me hit the notes, let me sound good, let me impress them. I hope they like me. I hope I do a good job. I hope I don't get cut. And um, ended up being one of the producers and um, the actual producers of the movie, it ended up being one of their favorite songs of the soundtrack. And I remember that moment. I really, I knew I could sing and I, I walked in and did the job and it had been so long since I had been in the studio. So I had all these feelings of self-doubt going through my head. Um, but once I got in there and they were like excited, I was like, okay, Crystal, you got this. Stop thinking that don't compare yourself to anybody. And that's what I was doing. I was literally comparing myself to all these amazing singers that were also in the film. And that was stealing the joy in that moment. So I had to put that out and I, it was such an amazing experience after I let go of that self-doubt. When dating, how do you know when his concerns about me are valid or when he is insecure? Hmm. Hmm. That's good. Honestly, I feel like insecurities show up in how they present it to you. You know, you can kind of tell like the way a man, if he continues to bring up something, whether it's really about how it made him feel or if it's something that he he's really not comfortable or insecure about with his own situation. Um, I have had situations where I've dated a guy and my success may have been an insecurity where it wasn't in the beginning, but eventually it ended up being one. Um, but then you have situations where your guy expresses and communicates to you in a healthy way and says, hey, babe, this is bothering me. Or, hey, babe, you think we could do this a little different? That's not an insecurity. That's him letting you know, hey, this bothers me because we all have those situations where something bothers us and we want to express it to our significant other. But I feel like it's a way to tell your partner what's bothering you. But you can tell between when it's like a valid point or it's coming up because it's an insecurity. At least for me, I can. You said that you're on a healing journey. What was the painful yet beautiful thing that you had to do? Ooh, um, that's a good question. Hey, Jade, I just realized who wrote this. Hi, Jade. Um, on this journey, I feel like being honest with myself, being um, transparent about my past with my therapist has been the hardest yet most beautiful thing because when you start unpacking what you've been through, a lot of times as a child, you don't even realize the detriment and how like bad some of these things were that you went through until someone starts to explain it to you. So I feel like um, that's the hardest part, but the most beautiful part is realizing that you are healing past it and that you're able to forgive those people, you know, without holding on to some of those memories. Um, that was a really good question, Jade. I lost a parent when I was six months. It affects me. Did your mom passing affect you? 
It did. I was two years old when my mom passed. And I, um, at that age, you don't really remember. Just like you, you were six months. You don't remember the moments. You just hear the memories of what people have told you. Um, but as you grow up, there is something about having your biological mother or father in your life. And you start to wonder, hmm, I wonder what this would be like if they were here. Um, I wonder what she would be like. I wonder what my life would be like. Um, I wonder what our relationship would be like. You grow up with so many questions that you'll never have the answer to because you never get to experience them. And for me, um, I definitely deal with that. It's crazy because people are like, well, you were young. You don't remember that. Like if I could, t I could understand if you were older and lost your mom, then that's different. But it's not, you know, it's not any different um, to lose your mother or father at a younger age or an older age. Um, it's still a loss, you know. And sometimes I feel like at least you got to experience your mother or father for the kids who actually got to um, experience them for the time that they were here um, versus never getting to experience them. So I'm praying for you because I know that is difficult and um, some days you're good and then other days you start to have questions. When feeling down, what are some things you do to help yourself get out of that space? Um, I have a good friend, Nina, <laughs> Nina Simone Wright. Um, she is a hoot, y'all. Like I can call this girl anytime, any day, and she's going to make me laugh. Um, so anytime I'm feeling down, that's um, one thing that I can do. Um, I also like to go sit at the bar at one of my favorite restaurants. Um, I ain't going to let y'all know because y'all be trying to pop up where I be, let me sip some tea, <clears throat> you know, but I like to go eat by myself sometimes, drink my favorite little lemon drop martini, <laughs> drink my little lemon drop martini and um, enjoy me a nice steak and, you know, just sit with my other single friends at the bar, <laughs> um, that's something I like to do and um, I call my nephew, I have a, he'll, he's about to be two years old. I call him and that little boy, he doesn't pay me any attention when I FaceTime him. He's running around trying to show off, look, I can shoot the ball. But um, talking to him, I pretty much talk to him every day and he lifts my spirits so much. Shout out Hendrix. Um, how do you patiently wait for the mate God designed for you? Ooh, that's good. Um, what's her name? Shay, Shay, that's a really good question. Um, I had said this before, you sometimes we get so caught up in God, when are you going to bring my man? Like, I'm so tired of doing this by myself. I want to be with somebody. I want a companion. I'm not supposed to be in this alone. And I finally reached a point in my life where I'm okay with whatever God has for me. I am. I genuinely am. And I've learned to be okay with being by myself. But if God does bring someone, I know with everything that I've had to go through, Lord, please, let them be designed for me because as long as I've had to wait, I need you to bring them ready. Okay. Um, that is what I am praying for in this day. And Shay, I hope that happens for you too. But I would say just stay patient and know that if it's in the car shoot, it's going to happen. But I'm telling you, the longer you just focus on that, it's only going to drive you crazy. I know it did for me because I would be in here sad, like for real sad thinking, God, where's my man? So just don't fixate on that right now. Just enjoy your life. You are a beautiful girl or woman, and um, God's going to bring somebody just for you. I know he will. On a first date, do you drive your own car or do you let him pick you up? Um, <laughs> honestly, it depends on who it is. Um, I know on a one first date that I had, it was a, he was an out-of-town guy. Um, so I um, had my driver get him, and then he got me because I knew we were going to go out to eat and I don't do drinking and driving. I do not, um, I don't promote that at all. So I always like to make sure I have safety first. Um, but most of the time I would say meet them there in my own car. Cause if it's a bad day, girl, you want to leave. So yeah, I would say drive your own car and then you just don't want anybody knowing where you live either. So drive your own car, meet him there, see how it goes. And then eventually if you feel safe enough, then you can have him come pick you up like an honorable man should but yeah meet him there girl because 
Get this badge you want to be able to dip. How do you navigate your anxiety through this strike? That's a good question. Um, I've had my moments and I've shared it with Janora, my manager. Um, she'll call me like, oh girl, I almost slipped today. Like I had my moments of like, oh God, when is this going to be over? You know, and um, every time I have a moment of doubt, God provides or he sends a sign that, hey, I got you. What are you worried about? And um, one thing that Denor, I mean, Delena, Delena, Denor, Delena, um, my therapist told me is that you have everything you need and you lack nothing. And when I took on that mantra and then just to know that um, as I'm studying the word of God, that um, everything God promised to me, no matter what, he's going to keep his promise. So why am I worried? So I started to actually practice the scriptures that I'm studying every day. And that has helped me through my anxiety. Um, I'm happy to say that I have not had any anxiety attacks um, since I started therapy. Cause I, I expressed to you guys my first one and I haven't had another one since then. So I'm grateful for that. But thank you for asking that. Hmm. What advice do you have for someone who self-sabotages? Listen, I feel like self-sabotaging comes from a feeling of unworthiness. And when you don't feel like you deserve something, you'll mess it up yourself, you know, and we've got to get out of that mindset. Um, we have to know that we are worthy, that we deserve whatever it is that we're going for. Um, but sometimes we miss out on a really good thing, whether it's relationships with good friends, whether it's relationships with significant others that you're maybe dating or um, opportunities, you you kind of sabotage yourself out of it because you don't feel like you're good enough. If we get outside of that, you'll realize that you'll probably stop self-sabotaging yourself. Mm. What's been your favorite episode to record? <laughs> Ooh, I got so many. It would have to be the Country Wayne episode. That was a good episode. Um, Wayne is very insightful. He's funny. Um, and... I think we all saw a side of Wayne that we had never seen before. At least you guys commented that you had. Um, so I would definitely say that's my favorite one so far. A very Make sure you go back and watch it if you haven't. I watch all of them. They're all great. <laughs> what has changed about you since you've gotten closer to God? That's a great question. Um, I think the biggest thing that has changed about me is... Honestly, um, a lot of things have changed. Um, the type of music I listen to, I'm really conscious of what I in, allow into my body. We don't even realize that the things that we see, the things that we hear, um, how much they influence us in our decisions. And sometimes we don't even know that it's influence, influencing us so much. Um, so I would say that it's also um, allowed me to be more... Um, allowed me to give more grace to people, you know? And my friend Nina, who I just talked about earlier, she um, said to me, she's like, girl, you um, you so patient with people. And I think I have um, gained an ability to see people for where they are. And um, sometimes you can tell like, you're not a bad person, you're just in a bad space right now. Or I actually know where you are because I've been there. And that allows me to give people grace um, to find their own way. So I think um, that's the one thing that's happened to me since I've grown closer to God. Let's see. How do you forgive people when you haven't received an apology? Mm. Well, I'm going to take a sip on that. <clears throat> mm. Because um, my pastor just preached on this. And he said, go on and forgive them. You know why? Because sometimes you're not going to get that apology and that's okay. And a lot of times forgiveness is not about the other person. It's about your own self-healing. And when he said that, I said, ah, yes, I said, that's it. It's about your own self-healing. And when you can get over whatever the person did without receiving an apology, because some people are just not going to own up to what they've done. And that is okay. Let them do. But don't allow that to ruin your heart for other people. Don't allow that to um, 
even harden your heart towards them. You know, pray for them, wish them well, forgive. You don't have to forget because you're not going to forget. You're never going to forget what someone did to you. But you can always forgive them for your own heart. And that's what I would say because a lot of times we don't know we're doing ourselves more damage than they are because they're not thinking about you. They hurt off hurt the next person that they're not going to apologize to. So I would say make sure you just forgive so that you can move on with a pure heart. <laughs> y'all funny. Um, y'all so nosy. But I did tell y'all to ask me anything. So this one says, who am I dating? At the present moment, I am single. Um, and what I want to say is that we film these episodes far in advance. I don't know what I'm going to be doing by the time you watch this. I might be in a relationship. You know what I'm saying? We don't know. So, like, people are like, well, she was single. Now she's not. Now she's in a relationship. It's kind of confusing, y'all, but don't worry about it. It ain't your business. <laughs> it ain't your business. <laughs> um, but yeah, just know that I'm happy, you know, and um, I, I love that y'all care so much about who I'm in a relationship with. Um, and it's not something that I will ever hide, but it also isn't something that I may overly share, you know, because I share so much of my life with you guys. There's some things that I do want to keep to myself until the time is right. And I'm really big on until I, you're my husband. I'm I'm not gonna share that platform with just anybody. So when y'all see me walk down that aisle, then y'all know, okay? But in the meantime, in between time, it ain't none of your business. All right. All right. <laughs> Cause they do be like, cause I'll say this and then like I may like be in a relationship and they're like, wait, what you just said? Production is how we do that work, right? Yes, <laughs> get it together. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode of Keep It Positive, sweetie. I really enjoyed this one. I hope you guys did too. This is actually Denora's idea to um, have you guys ask questions and me answer them. And y'all, some of the questions y'all was asking, mm-hmm. Y'all funny, boy. Y'all real funny. I ain't going to tell y'all everything. But we went through them and there were some really, really good questions. So I'm happy we got to do this. And I think I want to do this again. So if you guys want to write into our Positive Outcomes listener letter, you can write in to keepitpositivesweetie at gmail.com. And that's sweetie with an I-E. You can follow Kips on all platforms at Keep It Positive Sweetie. And you can follow me on all platforms at L-U-V Crystal Renee. And I love it when Denora pops in. If you want to follow her, follow her on all platforms at I am Denora. I'm telling you guys. Her stories are amazing. They always hit home. Make sure you check her out. In the meantime, in between time, you guys know what to do. Keep it positive, sweet tea. And I'm going to keep drinking my positive tea. Am I Dior? Am I Dior, T-Set? Yeah, get into it. Dior, sponsor me. Truly, respectfully, reach out to me. My email is. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Crystal7.com. <laughs> but no, for real. Sponsor me because, yeah. yeah. I'll take it. If you adore me, Dior me. Come on, Dior. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs>